Hello and welcome everyone to today's webinar on opportunity management made easy with Django customization and text automation. I'm Ambika from marketing team at 360 degree cloud. Before we get started, I'd like to go over a few items so that you can take the best out of today's webinar. You will have the opportunity to submit text questions to our speaker and the host by typing your questions into the question pane of the control panel. You may send in your questions at any time during the conversation. We'll surely collect these and address them during the Q&A session at the end of today's event. I would now like to introduce our speaker, Brad Braun, Loan Officer and Business Development Manager at Acre Mortgage. As a mortgage and finance expert for over 10 years, Brad connects homeowners, buyers, renovators, and relocators to the best home finance options for them. He's also majored in finance at Rowan University before starting as a mortgage lender. Now, let's turn the time over to our host for today's event, Manav Sachdeva, who has extensive expertise in helping clients succeed in mortgage, recruitment, education, and nonprofit verticals. In a former life, Manav has provided technical consulting for the businesses using 360 SMS app. Now, I guess we guys... Uh, we can begin. Thank you so much for yeah. the introduction, Ambika. Uh, hey, Brad. Thank you so hey, much Brad. for taking out you know, some time for uh, helping us out over here uh, on this webinar. Anything for you, man. I appreciate it. Great. So, yeah, uh, let's just start off with a quick introduction. Uh, you know, let, let's just have a quick introduction from you, like about yourself and about your company, like what you guys do. Yeah, man. I mean, I think she pretty much explained it. I, you know, we, we do mortgage lending. I've done it for about 12 years now. Um, we recently over the last 12 months made a lot of changes. I primarily do mostly business development. Uh, I'm still a little bit hands-on with the clients, but my main focus is on building relationships with referral partners. So, um, you know, just like any other mortgage company, we're just doing refinances, purchases, super busy right now with the refinances. Yeah. Yeah, that, that you know, that, 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 that's good. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So to start off the, you know, webinar, like the, you know, to, like to discuss the use cases, uh, you know, why don't you just give a little bit idea about the business process? Like, you know, what your business process is? Uh, I know you're using the Jungo platform. So let's just, uh, you know, have a quick overview on the same, like what your business process is. Yeah, I mean, we use, um, it, you know, it's it's sales driven, obviously, our business, um, but there's a lot of operations on the back end with processing. So uh, my entire team is using Jungo. Um, I guess six years, I six years ago, I started using uh, Salesforce by um, purchasing my license through Jungo. Uh, I recently learned that um, I had limited capabilities because I didn't purchase it directly through Salesforce. Uh, like mm -hmm. I had more capabilities as an administrator, but the people working on my team uh, did not. So obviously you guys have been involved, which is why we're on this call today. But um, I use Jingo every day. Like it's, it's my lifeblood, um, the lifeblood of our business. I'm, you know, using it to manage my referral partners, who I need to call, who I need to reach out to. Uh, I'm sending emails through it. I'm sending text messages through it. Um, I have Ring Central hooked up to it using the Google Chrome app so I can click the dial right from the CRM. So I have at least three or four windows open just for Jungo at any given time. Um, my team uses it, you know, um, to manage our pipeline. So I have uh, loan partners who assist uh, the clients in the beginning parts of the process. They're using it to, you know, um, keep track of the clients, what stages they're in, reaching out to them, making sure they're getting their application done or their documents in. I have a client relations manager who's using it uh, to reach out to everybody that's in process on Tuesdays just to provide updates. Uh, including the referral partners. She's using it to manage our old past clients, to stay in touch with our past clients every 90 days. Um, you know, we're huge on marketing to the database. And I think that having uh, a CRM like Salesforce is important. Um, so, and then our processors use it pretty much from the time alone goes into processing all the way through closing. So every part of our team uses it. 
um, from the very beginning, originating a deal all the way to the time it closes. Um, and then me on my end, I use it for maintaining, managing, growing our referral base. Yep, that, that was very informative, like, you know, so like about the uh, entire business process. I know, uh, you know, you, as you were mentioning about like, you know, you recently got to know that there are many more things that can be done on Salesforce, you know, obviously there were some restrictions because of the way you started to use it. Now, uh, we did some customizations recently on Jungo, uh, you know, to manage the lead life cycle and multiple opportunities. Uh, can you like, uh, you know, like uh, talk about that, like how how that uh, customization help you out and what, what it actually is. Yeah. So, I mean, Jungo, as you guys know, and most people on the call probably know uh, everything is object-based. So when you get your subscription to Jungo, most people are working um, from the contact object or the loan object. Um, and there's a problem with that because to me, a contact, the contact object is more or less an, a, a Rolodex or, you know, like if you go on your iPhone and you go to contacts, like it's going to, it's going to give you that person's information. And I think that's all it should be is like their contact information, their date of birth, their address, yeah. and not much more than that. Um, but then they have the loan object, which is going to help you track a specific loan and that can relate to the contact object. But the problem is when you're managing your contacts, there's nowhere that you can manage the opportunities, right? So like I might have a new contact that I add and it's not, there's no loan yet. It might just be in the very beginning stages where we're having conversations about maybe refinancing or purchasing a home. And I don't have any information yet in the system. I don't have a social security number. I don't have a property address. It's just a, it's just an opportunity or a lead at this point. Um, so I think that's where you guys stepped in is because having Jungo, um, I had touched on this earlier, you have limited, uh, like if you're, a, if you're a single user, you can use their lead um, and their opportunity objects. But if you have any more than one user, the rest of your team can't, right? Well, we've yeah. found that out the hard way, if you remember. So what you guys did was you guys built custom objects, uh, a mortgage lead object and a um, prospect object uh, so that I can manage uh, these. Brad, and sorry, to, sorry to interrupt, but why don't you know, like if possible, why don't you share your screen and, you know, like we can uh, give a little glimpse to the attendees over here. Yeah, sure. I can do that. So basically we have, I'm working from the contact object, as you can see, testy testers. And this is just my test contact I have in here. Um, and prior to you guys building out this recent customization for me, it was really just the contact object and then a loan that might be, you know, linked to this contact object, which I don't have any loans right now linked to it. So you guys build out the mortgage lead and the prospect objects. Okay. So for this person, let's just say, I'm on the phone with Testy Testerson. He wants to purchase a home, right? We're, we're in conversation. So this is where I'm gonna market. This is how I'm going to manage this contact, this lead, right? It's a full life cycle. So it's, our, it's gonna take it all the way from the very beginning where we kind of fitted this out where, you know, the lead comes in, it's gonna be an open status. If we're talking and, and we're in conversation and we really haven't, you know, we had a brief conversation, maybe I talked to him and he said, hey, I'm at work right now, let's catch up later on, then I'm gonna change it to contacted um, and I'm gonna create a new task, right? Or uh, an event maybe, if he says to call back. So finally, you know, maybe we determine in conversation that he's unqualified or he's not interested or he wants to put it on hold, then I can change it to any one of these statuses, right? Um, or maybe I followed up with him for a year straight and he never responded to anything, I might change it to abandoned, right? So it's gonna market to this status, right? So I'm still working this lead. Now all of a sudden I start talking to him, he reaches out to me after a year and a half, hey, I wanna move forward. All right, well look, the first step is that we're gonna send you, uh, I'm gonna send you our link to our online application so that you can start the loan process, right? Yeah. So. I'm gonna mark that as current now he's in this stage. And most of you on the call know that with Jungo or Salesforce, 
you can create custom views on your contact object. Well, the same here, we have custom views on our mortgage lead or our prospect object. So I have a custom view for each status, for each object. So my client relations manager, Gabriella, for instance, she's sending out a text message once a week to everybody that we've sent a 1003 to. So anybody that's, that, that this is marked, they're gonna fall on that list and now they're gonna get a message. So this helps continue to market and follow up with these people. But now this person finally um, completes the loan application, right? You're gonna see there's no, there's no related prospects yet. So now we're gonna convert them to a prospect object because he's completed the loan application, right? Now there's a related prospect. So now we're out of the lead cycle into now a person that we're actively uh, prospecting, right? So, and we're gonna change it to 1003 completed because that's the status that that person is in, okay? Now, what happens typically is once this person is in the 1003 completed status, we use a system called Flowify where they complete the application in there. It'll request the documents. So at this point, the 1003 is completed or the application, we're waiting on documents. Once the documents are received, we market the 1003 in review. And now it goes to one of our loan consultants that is gonna review that and reach out to the borrower and go over it. If for some reason he reviews all the documents and things are missing, he's gonna follow up with the LOA or loan officer assistant, let him or her know that things are missing it's gonna go back to 1003 and complete because we're waiting on more documents. Eventually, if this you know, person here, um, if everything is there and now he reaches out, they become pre-approved. So now they're at this part in the life cycle, okay? Now here's the thing, now we're talking to Testy and we, we uncover that he has a, another property. An a property he's moving out of that he's going to turn into an investment property or, or, or another investment property, whatever the case is. This was the fault that Jungo had is that I was managing everything from the contact page. Because if a guy goes, hey, I have a refinance, a house that I might want to refinance, I'm not creating a loan. So now from the contact page, what stage is he in? Is he in pre-approved or is he in lead? Because now it's another lead. Right. So yeah. it was kind of hard to track these people. So now with this person, we go, okay, well, you know, let's, uh, he wants to refinance. So we have him pre-approved currently, right? Um, we're going to go back here. We're going to go here. We're going to hit new, right? Um, and he wants to refinance. So we're going to create another um, prospect here and we'll just call it testy refinance. Uh, 12 Main Street, right? Yeah. Um, so we're prospecting that, right? Because we're just talking about it. I mean, if I send them a 1003 immediately, we can do that or, you know, whatever the case is. Um, it's a, it's, we'll call it an investment property, right? Because that's what I said. I'm going to be the assigned loan officer, right? Uh, loan type is conventional based on our conversation. If I don't know that, I don't have to put it in here. Uh, he's doing a refinance. It's a, let's say it's a condo, right? If you guys have loan partners or what have you, like we have this built out obviously because of my team. Um, so you have this, you know, this stuff that you fill out and now you hit save. And now we have two prospects here. So we're actively marketing the purchase and we're actively marketing now his refinance. We have two separate opportunities here, right? So now with purchase, uh, to go back to that, now he's found a house, right? So I'm gonna go into, I use Calix. I'm gonna go into Calix, pull out the file number or the loan number. So we'll call it 12,000. I, I have to put a loan number in there. Otherwise there's a hard stop. So I put the loan number in there and now I'm gonna convert this to a loan object. Uh, actually, sorry, we got to add this in here too. So all the details that are mandatory, you're getting kind of an error if they are not filled out. 
Correct. So I just got an error. So that was probably a good reason to show that, right? So we're going to yeah. convert this. We're going to convert this to a loan object now. Um, and now it actually closes this out. So nobody, they can't make changes to this. Now there is yeah. some there's some data that I might wa have wanted to fill out, or if not, no big deal because we're going to pick up right from the loan because now we're going to go to the related loan, and now it's an actual loan that we're working. So basically there's a full life cycle now where before it was a contact and a loan, but there's so many different opportunities in between. And if somebody just says, Hey, I want to refinance my house, potentially let's catch up next week about it. What do we do? We don't change their stage on the contact because they're pre-approved. That's going to throw off reporting and when to file, you know, um, and we don't want to create a loan because we haven't even talked to the guy yet. We don't even know if it's, if it's even feasible to become a loan. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, we go to, like, if I go to prospects now and go to, you know, here's all the views, right? So we have every single view, um, we have every single view that's a status, right? So like when my client relations manager is doing her thing, you know, if she's going to go to um, pre-approved, it's going to show this list of all these people that are pre-approved, right? And now she can easily select this box, getting back to what you guys do best, right? And send a text message really quick and, you know, type up, hey, it's Gav here checking in again. Um, I know you're pre-approved, you know, whatever the case is. Or she actually, with the pre-approvals, uh, my loan consultants, my in-house loan consultants that are reaching out to them every Thursday to actually have a conversation so they can ask for business she would be sending this text to people that completed it, uh, that like for people that we sent a 1003 to and they haven't completed it, um, people that are still on the fence. But either way, um, she loves it because it, it's a lot easier than calling a hundred and some people. She could just send a quick text. Um, yep. So part of her daily success plan is that on certain days, she sends a mass text message that's you know customized each week um, to a specific views in these objects. Yep. Cool. Yep. Uh, um, Brad, uh, I think I, I think I saw a question pop up uh, in the chat. Uh, I think Leon is asking like, is Jungo uh, getting that data from Calix? Let me just confirm that. had a question. Uh, Amika, I am not able to open that screen. Can you please confirm that question? I think it was a question in the chat. Yes, it's from Leon. Uh, Leon is asking, is Django writing the data to Calix? No, well, I don't know if I understand the question entirely, but I know like there are loan origination system softwares out there that will automatically update contact records. But um, a friend of mine, Andrea Dolan, if any, I'm sure people on the call know Andrea, um, she uses Encompass, which Encompass I think is the best LOS out there in terms of being suited to, um, to sync with um, with Jungo and um, you know from her mouth she doesn't do it that way she does she does it herself every day just because it's you're less likely to make mistakes and the problem that I found is if um, like if I put him in there as Test Testerson and now his legal name is Testy Testerson and I have an application and 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 um, we use Calix if I have an application in Calix and now I run my daily report. Um, and pull him in there, it's going to um, throw it off uh, because it's going to create a duplicate contact now. So um, what we do is somebody on my team runs a report daily with anything, any changes that have happened in, in Calix over the last 24 hours. So that's the only thing that comes in and the only um, information or folders that she can pull from are people that are in processing, like actual borrowers that are in processing, underwriting, or um, post-closing. So like if we take an application, they're not getting pulled in here because we're working out of here simultaneously. Um, so I just 
I do it that way because I don't want to end up with a bunch of duplicate contacts, which we still have a ton of duplicate contacts that I'm working through. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think that answers Leon's question. And, uh, you know, the, the demonstration that you gave for the current system that we have worked on for you. And also, I think you, uh, you, you also gave a comparison like what it was previously and how it has helped you you know, improve the whole process, uh, like the lead life cycle, the opportunity management, you know, making sure the data is up to date. And, uh, you know, not, not like you mentioned, nothing is duplicate and everything is happen, happening, uh, you know, as per, a, as, as per a systematic process. So yeah, I think uh, that gives us, uh, that gives the attendees, uh, you know, a lot of clarity on what can be done, you know. So uh, also, uh, I think uh, we have talked about the previous, now the, the previous process and the current process. Uh, I know we have a lot of uh, loan officers or, you know, people related to the mortgage companies. Uh, any, any tips for them? Like, you know, why they should also go for it? Uh, for 360 SMS. I mean, this current process. <laughs> uh, oh, this this particular, well, uh, I mean, it, I, I think it's kind of self-explanatory. It's, it's mm -hmm. you know, it's Jungo is, uh, Jungo is lacking um, these, these objects. Um, you know, if you're using Salesforce like out of the box, which most of us aren't, um, you have the lead and the opportunity object. But if you're using Jungo, like I think it's a must. Um, it just, it, it would, everything was just messed up before this because like even the state, like from the contact page, um, I removed a bunch of my state, like there was all types of stages. Now I have two stages, it's lead and client. That's it. Um, because you're either a lead or you move to a client and a client, they're always in that stage just because we're actively marketing to them after they close or whatever the case is. Um, and I just think this is easier to, especially right now, like right now people are feeling the heat with all the refinances. You have multiple opportunities for each person you talk to in some cases. So um, by doing it this way, it's giving you the ability um, to, you know, to really actively market them for each opportunity that's available. So I think it's a must. I mean, the only way around it is you can work off the loan page entirely, but there's only so many statuses that you can have on the loan page until it gets cluttered, right? Um, and as you could see, I had like four or five or six statuses for the mortgage lead opportunity or object. I had four or five, six um, statuses for the prospect object. You know, and I just think that by breaking it down and making a life cycle, um, especially when you're growing a team, it helps, um, I guess, market to these people. Because each person on my team, they know what lists they're responsible for on what objects. Yeah. Now, uh, now Brad, I know these are, uh, you know, like you have, uh, obviously you dis uh, designed the whole process, like how you want to use the system. Uh, what's the feedback from your users? I think earlier you were mentioning that you have a, you know, like your entire team is using Salesforce and uh, everyone has a particular thing that they are doing. Now, what they have to say about this process? Well, I mean, and I said this to you yesterday, and I got to say, because it it's funny. I mean, I'm always making changes. So they just, I mean, ultimately, initially they get pissed. They're mad. They're like, oh, another change. We have to relearn how to do Jungo again. So it's, but it's, it's a work in progress. Like we keep growing and getting better at it and changing it. And it's like a race car, right? Like you got to keep breaking it and fixing it. So um, they all enjoy it. Like it's making life easier for everyone. It's just that every time I implement something new, there's a small learning curve. Um, but like, you know, I just like to do it and figure it out. Right. So it's like, um, even like the sandbox, you're like, Hey, why don't you work out a sandbox for a couple of weeks and then we'll make the changes. And I'm like, no, just take it live and we'll figure out what breaks and I'll let you know what changes need to be made at that point. So a lot of times there's no team meeting. It's just like, Hey guys, starting tomorrow, we're going to have like a 20 minute conversation. We'll jump on zoom. I'll show you the changes I made to, to uh, to Jungo. And then from that point forward, you'll be using it a little bit differently. And like a change like this, it was major. So uh, there was a huge learning curve that everybody had to implement right away. But I think that's the easiest way to learn. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they enjoy it. It's made, it's made their jobs. Everybody works more efficiently with these processes in place because like my front end people, 
like my loan partners or your loan officer assistants or loan, you know, whatever the case is, loan officers, they work out of primarily the contact, the mortgage lead and the prospect objects. And in my back end um, employees, like my processors, they're working primarily out of the loan object. Because at that point, once, a, once there's a, a loan, it's, it's on the back end. So they all enjoy it. I mean, they complain at first like anybody, but they, you know, they complain for like two seconds and then they figure it out and they start using it and it always works out to be better. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, Matt, I think uh, we can turn the screen off. Uh, I believe the demo, uh, you know, like we have given a very good glimpse of what, what the customizations are. And I think, uh, you know, the thing that you mentioned about your team, like about what I have learned working with you, you know, for such a long time in the past is that you and your team, they don't like using sandbox. Like you mentioned, you know, you just want the work straight away in production. And as you said, you know, that's the best thing. Uh, that, that's the best way, you know, you can uh, actually test something and figure out like, okay, uh, you know, there are still some things missing because you have your live data over there. So th that's absolutely correct. Now, uh, you know, uh, when you were giving a demonstration, you also had, you also showed the, uh, you know, you showed us that how you were sending the SMS, uh, you know, from your uh, particular list of uh, pre-approved prospects. Now, uh, just to, you know, mention like you, I, th I think you have been using the product for more than two years now, uh, probably around, uh, around three years, I guess. So yeah, it, it's been such a long time, you know, working with you. Now, when it comes to texting, you know, like if we talk about the product, how important it is for your business? How, what's the significance of texting for mortgage business? I mean, we're, it's, it's 2020. So I think it's it, in our business, in any sales business, it's all in your business. It's all about conversion, right? And I think that um, having a text messaging solution is going to increase your conversion rates. Um, people are more inclined to respond back to a text message. Um, opposed to email, uh, a lot of people, you know, unless you're in business where you're using your email frequently, a lot of you're just regular people. Like, I don't know that my mom checks her email that often, right? So like if I'm marketing to people, a good percentage of those people aren't getting the emails. Um, and with phone calls, a lot of times people don't recognize the number uh, or they're at work, they can't answer the phone. So I think text messaging is huge. Um, not only not only from my perspective as a salesperson, but also from, you know, my team, like if they need a document, um, it was a lot harder to get documents in the past, like before text messaging became popular because they would have to make the phone calls, which takes time as a processor. Last thing you want to do is end up on the phone with, with, with a customer for 30 minutes when you have a ton of people to talk to, you know, it, it eats up the day. Um, so I think that it's helped them even with document retrieval, being able to get things or like, Hey, we sent out a closing disclosure, um, check your email, sign it. It needs to be signed today in order for your loan to fund on time. So just things like that. Um, but then on top of that, like to just be the ability to be able to send out a mass text message to like a list of realtors or, uh, past clients or what have you that, I mean, that now it just takes it to a whole nother level. Uh, you know, you're talking about the batch text message. I can recall that, you know, I think uh, probably five to six months ago, we did an automation for you, like where uh, I know you were using the batch text messaging then also. And uh, we gave you a functionality where, you know, uh, if you have sent a message to a particular realtor, then it takes that particular record of that list because you don't want to send the same message to that same person again. Can you throw some light about that process? like how you are actually using that thing. Yeah, I mean, um, can I share my screen? Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. So um, so basically what you guys did um, was you created a uh, text template and I titled it Mass Text uh, Template Don't Delete or Change, right? So uh, the concept here is that I want to send a message once a month to a specific list of realtors. Um, I don't want it to be automated. I want it to be something new and fresh, something relevant to stay in front of them. 
Um, I'm very big on um, my value proposition. So that's typically what um, I'm going to reach out to them about is something I'm doing, a strategy, something I've learned that I'm trying to help them, you know, by sharing it with them. So like right here, my next one is going to be, I recently ran a Facebook campaign and generated 200 leads for a grand total of $218. Are you interested in learning how? So to me, that's like, hey, how did you do that? I want to get on the phone call with you, right? Um, so what we did was like, if there's uh, this list here, um, I think it's, mastermind uh you know what i can't i want to say it's it's really any one of these lists right so like i can send it to any because it's going to mark anyone so if i want to say do this list right um and now if i mark all of these people the list that i had i have to find it it's basically all of my a and b realtors so people who have sent me a referral in the last 120 days is my a list and people who have sent me a referral but not in the last 120 days is my B list. And then anybody that's been a listing or a buying agent on a deal is on it. Um, and anybody I've met with is on it. So it's ba it, it works out to be like 1600 agents, right? So what happens is you guys created a process uh, in Process Builder that if that specific text template is sent out, it marks a box on that person's field on their, um, in their details. So if I go to details here, it's um, mass text, this box gets marked. So what happens is if there's 1600 people on the list and the list view says that that box has to be empty, that's one of the filters, that they meet all those requirements that I just mentioned and they're a realtor, but plus this box is empty, right? So what happens is when I send, if I send a hundred out a day, I'll send out a hundred text messages with that, with that template from that view. And then once that message is sent, it automatically marks this box. So now it goes from 1,600 uh, people on the list to 1,500 people on the list because the 100 people we just sent to, now that box gets checked. So now that filter removes them. But then the second part of that process builder that you guys made is that in 30 days, that box gets unchecked. So essentially, I'll, I'll work through the list, get this message out over the next 30 days, and then it'll clear out the list. And then starting next month, it'll start adding people back to the list because now that checkbox was removed because of the process builder. Yeah. And I liked your idea over there. You know, you mentioned that you don't want this to be automatic because uh, I know nowadays people are trying... Uh, you know, even even me or you know our company over over here, what we do, uh, we are trying to make everything automatic. But not everything can be, you know, uh, not everything can work in that way. So I like your idea, like you know, you want this to be done manually so that you can change the template. You know, make it look like someone is actually, you know, so obviously you are sending it manually, but there's not there's no there's no same content that is going out each and every month. So yeah, you know that that's great. And uh, yeah, so I think uh, this was one of the automations. So I know we have uh, some of the other automations as well, which we are planning to build and some that are that you are currently using also. So do you want to uh, throw some light on that as well? Like what automations you're planning and what you also have apart from this one? Yeah, I mean, um, well, for starters, uh, Jungo comes with certain um workflows uh, where there's milestones on the loan page that once those milestones are met, it sends out like an email. Um, we kind of redesigned that, the emails, rewrote the emails. Uh, and we also wrote text messages so that every time a milestone is met um, and we added some custom milestones in there. Um, so every time a milestone is met and it's checked, it's gonna automatically send out a text message and an email to the necessary party. So some milestones, the borrower might get an email and a text. Certain milestones, them and the listing agent. Certain milestones, them, the listing agent and the buying agent, you know, or just the buying agent, whatever the case is, however we planned it out. But you guys basically build out the entire integration. Um, we have all the text messages and emails built out. I think the only thing that's left is really, I have to, um, I have to update my map 
Um, and then that way, when my um, the, the one girl that works with us, when she does the import every day, it's automatically going to check all those fields. Now she does an import in the morning mm -hmm. and in the evening. So that way, you know, once if those milestones get checked, it automatically sends out a batch of text messages and emails. Uh, for some reason, she misses an import. So like, let's say today something happened and she forgot to do the import and she does it tomorrow. It's not going to send the message out um, if, if it was, if the date is before today or, you know what I mean? So that way it's not saying, Hey, your appraisal was received when it was actually received yesterday. If, if she didn't run the report, then a text message didn't go out. It's not the end of the world, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So that's one of the things um, that you guys are working on. Another thing that you're currently working on, I mean, that's already done. We just got to turn on the workflow. Um, it's really, you guys are waiting on me like always. Um, the second thing is um, that you're working on right now is that we make Tuesday calls. I know there's some people on the call. Jerry's on the call. Um, Leon is on the call or was on the call. Still is. Okay. So there's a few people on the call that, understand what the Tuesday calls are. We make Tuesday calls um, every Tuesday, like clockwork, we make a phone call to the listing agent, to the buying agent, to the title agent and to the buyers. Okay. Um, but like my client relation manager is making those calls and she doesn't know a lot about the mortgage process. So she gets off the phone. She gives us uh, like, she sends an email to my team, like what updates are needed as far as questions, concerns, and they get answers back to the agents or to the buyers. Um, but a lot of time that call is just, hey, are we meeting all your expectations? Do you have any questions? It's the same call every week. So what I want to do is to have it where on the first week, you know, if it's a purchase deal on the first week, they're getting a call about the importance of finding a moving company. Because if they wait too long, they might be overbooked, right? And then maybe the second week is, hey, did you start looking for homeowners insurance? So first week is really we can get a referral to a, mo a moving company. The second week, we can get a referral to one of our insurance partners. The third week is going to be something else. And then the fourth week is just going to be, it's going to be fourth week and on. It's just, hey, we're approaching your settlement date, just checking in. How's everything going? Do you have any questions? All of these calls are made um, for the purpose of asking for business. So it's kind of like a selfish, but not selfish thing that we do, right? So what you guys are working on is that once a loan is created, it's going to automatically put them on week one for seven days. And after seven days, it's going to put them on week two. And, and after another seven days, week three, and after another seven days, week four and beyond. And it's basically a, um, a it, it's a field on the contact page that's going to be related to the loan page in a way and it's like a drop down. You can, you, I mean, you'll explain it, Mono, because you're the one working on it, right? Um, but there's, it's like a drop down where you can select whatever it is, multi-choice multi or whatever. Um, and the system's going to automatically do that. And then I'm just going to have views, Tuesday calls week one, Tuesday calls week two, Tuesday calls week three, Tuesday calls four and beyond. So there'll be four views. And every Tuesday, my client relations manager is going to start by making the week one calls, then the week two, then the week three, week four, she'll have four scripts. Um, so it's a different call each week. And it's really to make, to change it up a little bit, but it's also to try to get referrals for our moving companies, for our insurance partners. I don't know what week three is going to be about, but it's going to be about something else, you know, to try to get our business partners, our other business partners referrals. Um, and then the second part of that is anybody that's in a pre-approval status on the prospect page, it's going to have, a, I guess, a field that's selected on the contact page as well. Because a big thing, if anybody's on the call is using phone burner, I use phone burner and phone burner uh, can only be used with um, Salesforce native objects. You can't use it yet with custom objects. Now, I'm talking in the past like maybe a month or two ago, I looked into this, they said they're working on it. But right now, as far as I know, you can't use it with custom objects. So um, Tuesday and those Tuesday calls, it's going to help out making those calls because right now we're exporting everything from Salesforce and importing it into PhoneBurner when she makes those calls. But also for the people that are pre-approved and looking, it's the same thing. Now my loan consultant can go in there and just go to that specific list on the contact page where somebody's marked as pre-approved 
uh, through that hidden field that you guys are creating and then just do a phone burner session right in Salesforce or text message, um, you know, whatever the case is. Um, so those I think are the most recent things that I'm working on implementing with yeah. you guys. I think, again, I would like to cover that the whole idea is to not make everything automatic, but make it automatic in such a way that it doesn't piss off your clients. You know, like when you give them the call each week for the same thing again and again. Yeah. There is, you know, I am pretty sure one day they are not going to pick the calls. So every day we have a different, uh, every week we have a different thing to talk about. So that that's really good. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, you were explaining it really well. I know you might have covered the very different problems that you were facing in the past, you know, before uh, using all these, uh, like if you talk about the customizations, the product and all these automations, the things that we are working on. Now, do you want to like maybe pick the, you know, top two problems that you were facing and how other people can solve it? I mean, the, the I, I don't know. I, I guess I think I kind of already talked about the problems. I think yeah. the main problem that we're all facing is that we try to do it on our own, right? Um, and I think the main here's the thing: like Jungo is great, like they're they're nothing nothing short of great, right? But the problem is like I send them a request to because I have an issue, and I might not hear back from them for two or three days. You know, and I just had a phone with a call with Jerry the other day, who's on the call. Um, we both, you know, shared the same idea with each other. Like, it's like you reach out to them, you don't get a call back right away. Half the time, you know, they don't fix it. They don't know how to fix it. They reach out to Salesforce and then you're dealing directly with Salesforce, which happened to me recently. Um, and even more than that, like, I think these type of customizations are, it's going to cost way too much to go to Jungo to do it, you know? Um, they customized Salesforce essentially to where it's out of the box. It works, but like doing stuff like this, I think are, it's just with you guys, I think that's the problem is wanting your Salesforce to do certain things and trying to do it on your own. So like when I learned that I can hire you guys as consultants, which was when we first started working together, Manav, I just started working with you directly. Like a lot of times there's a lot of things that, um, my Jungo does um, and you did it. And this was before you got into your new role. It was previous to this role. You would just, if it was like a quick thing, you would be, oh, yeah, I'll fix it. I'll do a process builder and fix it for you and have it do this or have it do that, you know? Um, so like, I think that was the main thing is that I was trying to do a lot of things on my own, or I was relying heavily on Jungo, um, and working with you guys have made it so much easier because now, if I have an idea, you guys make it happen and I could just continue focusing on what I'm supposed to be focusing on and that's loans and building relationships. Yeah, I think that pretty much covers everything, I would say. Now, uh, I won't take much time. Uh, I think, let, let's just open the Q&A session. Uh, you know, I think, uh, I'm guessing some of some of the people have sessions. So Ambika, over to you. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Manu. It was really worth listening to. So now we shall begin answering the submitted questions. And as a reminder, you guys can still submit your questions through the question pane in your attendee control panel. So here it goes. Let me just see. A first question is for Brad that why did you choose 360 SMS for all these customizations for opportunity management? Because of Manav. I mean, I got to tell you, it's really, it's all because of Manav. I, I, I hit it off with him in the very beginning. Um, he's been great. Um, and that's kind of like, I would say, hey, how do you do, can you do this? Can you do this? And he would like help me little by little. I was just using the 360 SMS and he goes, Hey, you know, we, you can hire us as, you know, to do a lot of consulting work too. Um, and I kind of like, I think Moyes might've brought that up on like a call that we had previously, but I didn't really, I don't know. I never really thought to do it. Like I never actually implemented it. So when, you know, Manav had mentioned that I'd said, Hey, I'd definitely rather work with you. Cause I mean, when it comes to Salesforce reps, I mean, he's the only guy that I've really talked to over the last couple of years that I feel confident in. 
um, that I can always get a hold of. And, you know, the customer service is just outstanding. Okay. So, Manav, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, man. Second, man. <laughs> so, second question, uh, Brad, uh, did this change any default settings from Django? Not at all. Um, it's just uh, overlay. It just it just makes it better. That's it. It's uh, I have Django on steroids right now. But all like the the typical way of using it. Nothing's going to change. They're just going to add to it. Okay. So the next question, Mano, it's for you. That is it possible to send the message to all the agents related to a loan at once? Uh, yes, you can do that. You can do it manually also, and uh, you, we can have it done uh, automatically also. So we do give the button on the loan record where you can select your uh, borrowers, co-borrowers, or, uh, you know, like the buying agent, listing agent, their assistants, title agent, escrow agent, you know, whoever you want to send the message. And you can send the same message like to all of them at once. And the same thing can be done automatically also. You can just give us the criteria. We can help you create a process builder for the same, or you know, like if you, if, if you, if you are will, uh, we can share the steps also, and the same thing can be done on your end as well. But to answer, yes, it can be done. Okay, thank you, Manav. So, Brad, this one's for you. That uh, was it worth making all these changes? Absolutely, uh, absolutely. I think I kind of we kind of went over that, so it's a little redundant, but um, I. Every single time we make a change, uh, Jungle just gets better and better. Okay. So, uh, okay, the next one we have is that did your team find it easy to get used to this new process or did it take time? No, um, they found it easy. Um, we hire, I make it a requirement that the people we hire are technologically advanced. Like I'd rather hire people that are good with technology opposed to people that have no experience, opposed to people that have experience and are bad with technology. Because um, our entire business is ran off of technology. So I think it's important for them to be able to flip-flop between softwares. So they all learned it pretty fast. Okay. So actually one of our attendees wants to talk with you, with either of you. So I'll just give this permission to Chris Roberts. Uh, Chris, can you unmute yourself? Because I guess you raised your hand. Uh, yeah. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. How you doing, Chris? Hey, what's going on? Um, I actually, I, I thought you were just going <laughs> to ask the question via message. I, I didn't know it was going to be me. But um, uh, so what, question for you regarding the, the text messages. Do, do you have the capabilities of... Um, creating a, an, an automated follow-up with text messaging. You know, if you send a, a text message out to a client, hey, just checking in, um, you know, whatever you want the message to say, is there a way for there, is there a way to build a kind of an automated text tree, uh, if you will, right? Does that, does that make sense? Um, I mean, I, I can answer, I guess, um, that, yeah, it, I guess it depends. Or are, are you like, for me, you can, they have, um, you can create like marketing campaigns with text messages. So like you can have that consistently follow up. You could do things through process builder where it sends them a text every seven days or something. Um, but maybe you're looking for something more along the lines of, um, like a, like a chat bot in a way, Manav, I think you guys do that, don't you? Yeah, I th yeah, we do have a drip campaign functionality and uh, like an iText as well, intelligent texting, where, uh, you know, uh, like a tree can be created, like a conversation tree where you can just set up the questions, you know, beforehand. And uh, based on the answers that you are expecting, the conversation can continue automatically, or you can enter someone, you know, into a drip. Like, let's say they get a uh, follow-up, like, you know, every seven days or uh, every three days, it's it's completely customizable. So you can just define the uh, time period and it will happen automatically. So just for example, to keep, just keep things simple and, and, and not the chat bot 
stuff would be interesting, but I'm not really specifically talking about that, but just simply, you know, you, you, you know, a, a lead comes to you, they ask for some, for some information, you send them uh, an email and, and a text with some basic information. And, and let's say, you know, they don't respond back via text message, right? Um, in, in, in three days, if you, you know, set it up that way, can you automatically have a text sent out saying, hey, I'm just following up with you. Did you happen to, you know, see the email that I sent over to you? You know, something basic like that, just a Hey, they, you didn't receive a message back and it's just automatically following up with them three days later or however you set it up just to check in. Did you receive this information? And of course, I know that you could build that out probably in depth and, and, and get more complicated with it. But anyway, that, that basic situation there, is that something that's possible? Yes, it is. It definitely is. Uh, you can just, you know, uh, let's say design out a flow. Uh, like if you want to send the first follow-up uh, within a couple of, couple of days of, uh, you know, you not receiving a response from them or three days or four days and the first follow-up will go out then. And if we again don't get any response, then the second follow-up and third follow-up can also be designed. So yes, it can be. Brad, Brad, are, are you, um, do you use anything like that with your tech setup or is it just done manually by your lists? It sounds like you're filtering yeah. them through the process by your lists that been doing it that way, right? Yeah, the problem, like I have another in CRM that's entirely designed for internet lead follow-up that I've been building out myself, something entirely separate from Salesforce um, okay. that I'm going to be offering to my business partners. And that does all like the automated texting, voicemails, all that stuff. But like with Django and 360 SMS, um, Mana, correct me if I'm wrong, if they respond back, will it shut off the campaign? Yes, Yes. Okay. So that's, I think that's the downside to it is like a lot of these people are tire kickers or they're sitting on the fence and like you send out an application. Most, like most of the people are going to do the application right away. If they're interested, the other people that are sitting on the fence or they're tire kickers, they're going to get your text a week later and they're going to respond like, okay, yeah, I'll get to it. And then they still didn't get to it for another week. Right. So like what I do is I work based on those statuses and then I have uh, my team members just consist like every week they're marketing to that. So if you're like in the 1003 cent status, you're going to get text messages from us forever for the rest of your life until you respond to us, because it doesn't take any more extra work to get that extra person a text message. Now there's 101 people on the list opposed to hundred because that one person's been on there for three years, but we're just going to keep sending them a text message. Hey, check. And every week it changes. So it's, just, I don't know, it's relevant with, you know, maybe it's like, hey, Merry Christmas, uh, hopefully, uh, or, you know, I hope you're getting ready for the holidays, by the way, just wanted to check in and see how you're making out, you still haven't completed your 1003, and just wanted to, you know, make an update to your file, or are you still looking to move forward, you know, so like, I think, I think the, the applications that are sent um, are hot leads, and I think that should be added to your daily success plan, like, there should be one day a week where you're marketing to those people actively. Yeah, makes sense. Appreciate it. Yep. Okay, so uh, we have few questions left. So this one's for Manav that the texting automations that you discussed, can they be customized as per our needs? Yes, it, it definitely can be done. Uh, you know, we do have uh, like a basic, a, a basic, uh, you know, like, a flow that we usually do, but uh, as per your needs, as, as per the client's needs, it can definitely be customizable. Like, you know, who, who should get a message on which particular milestone they should get a message. What should be the content of that message? You know, everything it is customizable. So that's straight up. Yes. Okay. So Brad, this is, I guess the last question probably because I don't see any other questions. So the question says that, what's your opinion when it comes to comparison of email and texting? What works better? Conversion. I think email, I think texting works better just because uh, you're going to have a higher rate of conversion. People are more likely to respond to a text and right away opposed to any, an email. Okay. Okay. So yes, this was it. And uh, Manav, uh, is there anything you would like to add here or anything left you want to ask me, Brad? Yeah, uh, I think just to summarize the whole session, Brad, yes. uh, if we talk about like, you know, the whole experience of you working with us, 
what are the top 3 or 4 like top 3 takeaways you know the three important factors that you are uh, you know continue that that we are continuing to work together and you know all that stuff yeah i mean um i i i look at you guys like a partner right i i feel like i'm not just a client to you so we're always working on things together um so i have a voice rather than just hiring a software and it does what it does like the fact that anything that i do with you guys is fully customizable i think that's huge um one thing i did want to mention which i think could be a takeaway for a lot of people on the call um is that i use ring central for my phone so um a few years ago i stopped giving out my personal cell phone and i started giving out my ring central number entirely um this way if i'm like out of the office i can really turn off like i can go on vacation and have that number forwarded to my team or what have you um and i think a lot of times with softwares you're getting an additional phone number like um i see lacy had mentioned something about blend i don't personally use blend but i know with flowify there's a number they use when the you know they're requesting documents um or like uh with jungo they had a text messaging app but then there's other you know you can use twilio but the thing is that you have an additional number it's like another number um and i think something that we skipped over during this presentation which i thought was awesome is that when i first started using you guys you give people the option where you can have a number that you guys provide but what i did was wrote you a letter of authorization to give you guys permission to host the text messaging portion of my ring central number so now like when i text in jungo it's coming from my ring central number so when people call that number back it's still it's still a working phone number it's not just used for text messaging um so i think that was huge i mean that's just another that's just another example of how customized you guys can make it right um so i guess that's a takeaway um the text messaging itself like just signing up with you guys before making any customizations just the ability to have text messaging i really didn't have text messaging in my business prior to signing up with you guys you know aside from just picking up my cell phone and and texting an individual um i wasn't really using it uh in the in the way that i'm using it today so i think it's important like for me it's uh it's been a huge part of my business and i you know i couldn't do it differently now that i use it yeah i think uh, that pretty much summarizes the whole experience that we have had together i know it's it has been a very good journey till now and i'm pretty sure that there are going to be many more things that we are going to work together on and hopefully this uh, business relationship is going to last together uh, you know so yeah i think uh, that's pretty much it thank you so much brad thank you for your time today and thank you to all our other attendees as well who have uh, you know taken out time from their schedules to just you know uh, get together with us and you know get, get get some insights on you know how to use the uh, how to use the platform all together uh yes manav so yeah, thank, thank you i would like to thank you manav and brad and of course thank you everyone for attending today's webinar if you have any other questions please contact on the information displayed over your screens once you leave today's webinar you will receive a follow up email within 24 to 48 hours with a link to view a recording of today's webinar so on the behalf of 360 sms app and our presenters thank you for joining us today and have a great rest of your day stay safe stay healthy